Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. And this week, we're chatting about a book we read recently, The Nine Lives of Rose Napolitano by Donna Freitas. It explores the life-changing decision of whether to have a child or not. So we thought we'd pick out a few books which also discuss this topic. Yeah, spoiler alert, we enjoyed all of them. So you've got some top recos coming your way today. So we read uh, The Nine Lives of Rose Napolitano a while ago. And at the time we did a poll on our Instagram to see who else had read it. And frankly, not enough people had for our liking. (laughs) So on to today's discussion, Rose Napolitano has always been adamant that she doesn't want children and her husband has always known the deal there, but he and his parents have been trying to change Rose's mind and in this book we see how her life will play out in nine different versions based on the decision she makes. Yes, so in some scenarios she does have a child and we see how that plays out in loads of different ways and all those emotions and then in others she sticks to her guns and we see all the different varieties of that decision. This one is slightly hard to talk about, I think, without giving away too many spoilers. So I don't want to say too much on a really specific plot. But fortunately, there is still loads to unpack Oh my God, so much. (laughs) And we loved it. We like completely whizzed through it. I think there could be some people that maybe get confused about which life is which out of because mm. like there are nine of them but neither of us did and i i found that like the author each time was able to like immediately bring you up to speed and yeah. subtly remind you which scenario you were in yeah totally i was reading it during well when i was doing another yoga training course oh, yeah. and it was a really tiring course so in the evenings i didn't have much energy but I think it says a lot how this book was just so readable and I did finish it in the week that I was doing my training um, and I got through it so quickly. That does say a lot. <laughs> I actually I need to stop us here because I have specifically done some homework Oh, before, so that we can talk about this book. Intrigued? Hold oh! On, hold on to your hats, everybody. I've only gone and watched Sliding Doors. <laughs> Finally, after however long. Well, been... it was our first podcast episode that yeah. I referenced it like I do all the time without seeing it but guys (laughs) I've watched it and I deserve not only do I deserve a gold star for watching it but I deserve a second one because it wasn't available on Sky, Netflix, Rakuten or Prime for free I bought a DVD from Music Magpie stop it they still exist I know I got on eBay and it arrived in Music Magpie packaging (laughs) I was like right okay I need to plug in the Xbox to try and watch this well I need to know did you enjoy it I did very much enjoy it. I do not understand why, like, Gwyneth Paltrow couldn't just be left to be American because the British accent was fucking awful. <laughs> like, why do they bother doing we that? We spoke about this we in our last episode. It's awful. Um, I was, do you know, I was a really big fan of the musical chime effect that they put in when we, like... Oh, put, yeah. Yeah, like, we clearly knew that it was, like, a fairly magical moment, but they were like, we add in the chimes, guys. <laughs> Oh, that so, is like 90s. Yeah. Oh my god, the whole thing, like the amount of montages there were. So loved 90s. It, loved, loved it. Loved it. The haircuts. And the, the, the best thing of all, like I was like really enjoyed that. And then the titles came 
And they only play to Dido, thank you. Um, of course they did. I Dido is the soundtrack it. of the 90s. Do you know, I, you know I'm not even joking, but at least once a week I think, what's Dido up to right now? Because <laughs> she, she just went. So honestly, if I Google <laughs> where is, life. it will tell you Dido right now, because I just need to know how she's doing. Oh my God. I love Dido. What's your favourite Dido song? I do think it's Thank You. I think it's White Flag for me. Oh, God, White Flag. What a banger. What an emotional (laughs) one. Anyway, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. So did you really enjoy it? I did really enjoy it. We got over the British accent thing. Fab. And then I had a great time. Very proud. So, on to the book. (laughs) What? We're discussing a book this episode. I thought it was just going to be sliding doors. No, on to the book. Um... I'm really, really pleased that there are more and more books coming out about the decision of whether to be a parent or not. Oh, my God. It, honestly, yeah. like it, I recently looked after my um, sister's baby for a night and it was exhausting. And I just thought, there are couples out there that are like, oh, let's have a baby. It'll be so romantic. And they've like never even held a child before. And I'm like, you're going into this huge life-changing decision so blind. It's, like, Yeah, it's life-changing. It, yeah, and people just kind of make the decision. Like, they really romanticise the decision um, and of course it's just assumed that like that's the way every couple's going to go and like every woman obviously mm. wants a child so I'm glad more and more books to these coming out and um, I thought this one was really clever in that it literally like it explored nine different ways it could crazy just, I know it could go. I thought that was good yeah me too um I think there's a line in it where she says it's not easy making a choice that no one else around you is making and that really resonated with me. Mm. It really left a mark because it's, you know, it's. she says it after she has stayed her guns and told her husband, no, I don't want a child. And he leaves her and they end up splitting up. Um, and it's, yeah, it's for women, it's not the norm to say, I don't want children and when everyone else around you is having children and is married off you can feel like you're the only one and who you're you're maybe living your life in the wrong but there are books that's why books like these are just so refreshing and so important to put a spotlight on that no there is no one size fits all life yeah for anyone yeah and like so an, another element that like they revisit in I think it may be all nine lives is that if a woman says she doesn't want children she'll just change her mind yeah. like oh it's just a face like yeah. you'll you will change your mind like why, why? and when you, you have, have the baby you're full in love like yeah. that's a big risk to take <laughs> yeah. to well, wait that's, that's another thing like so when she does become a mother in some of the lives she has like her husband in some of the lives is like kind of watching her to check that she actually loves her child and like second guessing her all the time and then in other ones it's really smug like hat I knew you would and Rose is like no obviously I love my child I don't entirely love being a mother like yes I can love my child and still have not wanted they're not a joint package they don't have to be and I thought it was really unfair of him actually to think that he can try and change her mind when she's so adamant from the age of like 14 that she doesn't want children but he thinks there's room to negotiate here and it you know he thinks he can change her mind which I just think is so unfair yeah and another part of the plot which worked fantastically was Rose's relationship with her own mother I think yes when she's first introduced 
it almost sounds like they aren't she isn't that close with her parents but actually she has a really lovely relationship with them and it's just so clever that to have that mother-daughter relationship playing out alongside Rose's own decision of whether or not to have children and it reminded me of books I've read in the past around this topic where women feel like they almost need to ask permission from their own parents from you know the people in their lives to not have children and to have those people around you on board with that decision for you when it really that shouldn't be the way at all um but yeah I just thought Rose's relationship with her mother was really beautiful from that perspective because her parents really did just stand by her and accept her whatever decision she made and on the basis that that was her decision and not whether or not they agreed with her decision yeah I really liked her parents I I had to warm to them as well like yeah like you said at first I was like oh okay oh like they were a bit weird about her, her graduation degree, yeah they just didn't really understand what she yeah. does for a job but actually they were they were gorgeous um there's one thing so I, I already mentioned that my sister has a baby and she became a parent just before the pandemic and then we got put into lockdown so her experience has been different to most but she said to me um like the world pushes everyone to become a parent and like everyone is assumed that they're going to be a parent or a mother or what have you but then there's literally no support and she Mm. said this to me after um there was no lift access and I was like helping her carry a buggy up the stairs Mm. which already is a a totally different issue for disabled people but like there's so many instances like breastfeeding is still looked down on in public and maternity pay is crappy like why is everyone forced to become a parent and then there's just the world isn't actually run for well maybe not parents even maybe more in this instance mothers like it it's mad (laughs) why is it the norm when there's still not enough support going on 100 percent um and we've already mentioned olive by emma gannon in in our episode on how do you know we're doing it right but you just cannot talk about this topic without bringing up no. Emma Gannon's book because, oh, it's just so powerful. It's about Olive is the only one person in her friendship, group of friends, who isn't a mother or desperately trying to conceive a child. And she enjoys living her life child-free is the term that she chooses as opposed to childless, which, when you think about it, is like, why don't we call it yeah. that? anyways as standard so um and she enjoys that lifestyle so much that she actually split from her long-term partner and the book sort of navigates her feelings and changing relationships with those other women and her friends as well as finding a community of other child-free people who share her same opinions on motherhood and desires for it yeah it's got so many different characters portrait to portray different stages of child's free life and parenthood and we really enjoyed it it was so i for me i just found it so refreshing yeah and and brave yeah refreshing and brave and like an excellent topic but then just written in a way that you're just Uh, like you won't put it down you'd just kind of read the whole 400 pages in one go absolutely and i do genuinely think that everyone should read it because you know even just when you're talking to your friends when you're out for dinner there could be you know some of your friends might not want to have children and that book will just really open your mind up to seeing things from a perspective that you might not necessarily have and really understand their perspective as yeah. well yeah there's a um there's a quote in olive which actually 
when I read The Line Lies of Rose Napolitano, I was like, oh, this this reminds... I mean, obviously loads of it reminded me, but this yeah. bit in particular, in Olive, someone sort of says to her, oh, you're not a mother, you must be a career woman, as though women have to be one or the other. Mm. And Rose has a PhD, she's a professor, she absolutely loves her job, but it's not why she doesn't want children. She's never wanted children, and she happens to love her job. It's not like she's torn between giving totally. up her career to be a mother and she doesn't want to. They're totally separate things. <laughs> as they are for men and that never gets that never comes into question for men but for women it's either or and when a woman decides to have children not to have children because she doesn't want children it's never considered well yeah she's like the wicked witch in the fairy tale Yeah. yeah ruining this man's life who knew from the outset that she didn't want children and also claimed that he didn't want children but anywho <laughs> that's a different episode <laughs> just talking about men being crappy <laughs> no there is the one bit of olive that may, that I it's not that I didn't enjoy it I totally was um, needed to be in the book for the story but made me like wound me up was the competition between women which is there like so there's a few tweets of mothers saying oh you couldn't possibly be as tired as me you don't have a child which like why is that a competition who's more tired and also really insensitive if someone is like desperately trying to have a child or can't you know like oh lucky you you win the award for most tired (laughs) i'm gonna have a nap like what it's just so weird but then there's also so much competition between mothers like who's crawling first who's bottle fed who's breastfed and who's doing it all and who's keeping that yeah the house who's snapped back like Oh God, yeah. Can we just can we just women support women? Like, and I know I know we're getting better at that as a society, society. but <laughs> but um, it's really but it's ingrained I, in us. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. a hard habit to come out yeah. of. I think mothers get it worse as well. I follow a few like influencers and whatever, uh, and I, I followed them because they've got lovely houses. And then they've had a child, and they've just all of a sudden had so much hate online the second they've had a child because like people are judging them. You shouldn't carry them that way. Like oh, oh god, god, bore off. Yeah, reminds me of the Britney episode, the Britney podcast that Pandora's done, where how Britney got so much slack oh for being god. a bad mum, but she even says in an interview she was like everyone can be a bad mum the difference is that I'm a celebrity and I get papped during my episodes of being a bad mum yeah. where you know you trip when you're holding your kid like yeah. who hasn't done I that really for um, so I do think influences <laughs> for that yeah, they, they, just... they get it in the neck a little bit and are sort of held on a pedestal that no you know yeah. everyone else has put yeah. them on so the competition guys I'm putting it into it if you're listening to this podcast yeah. no longer compete with other women thank you no and when your friend has a baby and uploads a bikini bit pic don't comment on how her body has bounced back yeah, be like, or how you she look looks like you're great. having a lovely time in the sun yeah your body doesn't need to be commented on um before during or after pregnancy or not at all anyway that's another topic that i'm getting really so wild what I'm up counting about here is that we've maybe got three other podcasts an hour <laughs> though I think that's also explored in another fave of ours Confessions of a 40-something Fuck-Up by yes. Alexandra Potter and that book tells the story of Nell whose business has just gone bust and her engagement has broken off and she's just moved back to England from sunny California to start all over again 
but things have very much changed since she was last living in London and her friends are all parents now and she finds herself renting a room in a stranger's house since the prices have gone up astronomically and she feels like a fuck up and that well that is until she meets Cricket who's a widow in her 80s and obs we love Cricket <laughs> but also Nell we really love Nell really I love talk about Nell. Nell a lot and how she's like such a good friend and a great godmother so this this book isn't so much about how she doesn't want to have kids and you know that whole choice it's just more about how because she doesn't have children or, or and she's not married her life differs to her friends with kids and so she just feels like a bit left behind so yeah definitely one to talk about in this yeah. episode but it's not about the whole decision of, of being child free yeah and please don't be put off if you aren't 40 or even if you are 40 it still is relatable and I almost 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 wish the book wasn't called Confessions of a 40 something fuck up because it does sound quite derogatory and as though you're about to say things have gone horribly wrong and my life's so shit because that's not what the book that's is about so at true. all I think I thought it was going to be about like someone who was like drinking yeah all the time exactly and, and whatever and actually it's so heartwarming and gorgeous and lovely totally. and I actually recommended this book to um a friend who's in her 40s and single and as soon as I said the title she was like oh god I don't want to read that and I was like oh no but it's honestly it will really make you feel good but I think the title just really put her off so but it is a also really banging title so it get why she yeah it, it does make it does make like you know you're going to read a fun book I think yes yeah so like a lot of these books actually read them if you are a mother or if you're not a mother or if you think you want kids or you know you don't it will there really is you know something a perspective for everyone yeah and they've all just been really readable so just read them yeah they're great I'm, I'm taking a swerve Ooh. And I'm making a record that's not a book. Brace, brace, brace. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast record and it's not this podcast. <laughs> it's um so Nell Frizzell brought out a book for Panic Years and which seem this seems to be the norm at the moment that an author will then like bring out a little mini series yeah. podcast, which is also called The Panic Years. And she does a really good episode with um Sarah Pascoe that's about marriage. Um, and they actually get into a bit of a discussion that really reminded me of the episode of Sex and City where Carrie Bradshaw um, her shoes get stolen at a party and um, I won't go into it but <laughs> loved it but the episode I do want to talk about is where she interviews Daisy Buchanan about the decision to be child free I can't remember if I've mentioned Daisy Buchanan's podcast on here before but I really love it she like interviews other um, authors um, and like looks at their bookshelves and things anyway in this episode she's really fab and she's so honest and she always gets like a bit choked up at one point and she um she just talks about like her decision and her partner and like at one point she like kind of felt like and the fact that if you choose not to be a mother or or a parent you're still allowed to occasionally get sad about that yeah. like you can sometimes grieve the fact that you've chosen that choice and be like oh wouldn't it be so nice to be experiencing this with a child or whatever yeah. you, you can absolutely still feel that way but then be like but I, but this is the life I've chosen. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a really good listen. It's not actually a particularly um, crazy long episode. So um, I'd go and check that out and some of the other episodes, to be honest, as well. Love it. Yeah, we did actually read her book, The Panic Years, but didn't feel it was quite right to bring into this discussion. No. She kind of 
adamantly wants to be a mother yeah. in the book and it's it's n- not child free by choice no yeah so podcast <laughs> give it a listen mm. book I mean you still have that read but we won't delve into it today I have a different non-fiction book to delve into hit me it's really good you oh. definitely need to read or listen to the audiobook. It's Motherhood by Pragya Agarwal. And Motherhood, the M is in brackets. Although I'm oh, sure yes, if you I've just searched Motherhood, it. it would come up. It's been fascinating. So she kind of, it opens with like an anecdote um, that's like near the beginning about her daughter coming home and relaying something a teacher said to her. Like, when you have a baby when you're older. Oh, man. And she just thinks in her head if when yeah like when? like imagine saying that to like a four-year-old um and i just i just it made me really angry <laughs> like i was so wound up reading it like i think that's quite behalf. common though i'm pretty sure i remember being told when you're a parent yeah. when you're a mum yeah and i think i've been feeling it recently i've moved into a um bigger house and i'd say 90 percent of the friends and family that have come over have been like which room is going to be the nursery um no mate I bought this book like bought this for my books to go in like (laughs) leave me alone like it's it just it just makes you think like why is this anyone else's business why does everyone else get an opinion on your uterus and what's in it and I I (laughs) do want kids one day if I'm allowed like if my you know if I medically can but it's just the fact that it's this it's this crazy topic that's so personal yet everyone thinks they can have a say like reaching out and touching pregnant women's mm. tummies but then like I was it kind of got me thinking again about how like miscarriages until really recently have been something that are just not talked about and like Chrissy mm. Teigen even when she shared her recent yeah. loss still got loads of backlash for sharing it like no no you don't get to have a say no. in when women should become mothers and all these other things and then make them be quiet about certain things like which are so traumatic and the reason yeah. a load of women have depression after miscarriages because there's not really an openness or understanding or platform for women to be able to speak openly about the topic yeah and there is about everything like everything else yeah it's just expected that it's like common knowledge you can just say these things off the cuff to women like particularly in the workplace and know a lot of businesses now are offering um leave for women who've had miscarriages because it's so traumatic to go through a miscarriage and yet a lot of women will experience it on their own and and a lot of people or the people you work with won't have even known you were were pregnant pregnant. so it's sort of a silent uh, trauma that you're going through that not a huge amount of people can understand so I do think it's really really brilliant that a lot of companies are bringing that yeah, in definitely yeah like if you're going to talk about motherhood you've got to talk about the whole package i'm afraid yeah, everybody totally. or back out of people's business <laughs> um i don't know if you can tell but this book got me so riled in so many places but in a in a good way yeah, like all was, of these books have to yeah, be fair it's yeah. such a sensitive topic but she talks about so much so like she the the next chapter or maybe it's the first chapter was about sex ed and like there's this video that was going around loads of schools where the egg is like a damsel in distress and the sperm is a knight in shining armor oh my god and like how um and then she goes oh my god and then this one it was like the taboo of periods and like just it's just astounding like she talks about um it with regards to religion and like there's certain religions where whilst women are menstruating they aren't Mm -hmm. allowed to go into a place of worship and like hello eve 
when she was a naughty girl in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah. Her punishment was a period. So no wonder everyone views them as this big yeah. evil thing. But actually, like, like, oh, oh I'm so riled up. <laughs> but she just, she talks about it really smartly and, like, so cleverly. And, like, there's lots of science behind everything she brings up. And mm. um, there's a different topic about um, the myth of the woman's body clock. And actually, so much of the stats that people share around that, it was something that, like, it was in a French study in the 1800s, and they're yes. still using those facts. Yeah. Um, there's One a whole these, chapter about abortion rights. Um, I think Nell Frizzell mentioned that study as oh, well in her book, Panic Years. mind-boggling. Um, yeah, really thought-provoking book. Highly reco. And just because it's called... I wonder, like, because it's called Motherhood, mm. will loads of women not read it until, like, they're an expecting mum and be like, right, yeah. got to get some books. But actually, this is so a book for everyone. And fathers, do you think? Yeah. Oh, I think, I think everyone should read it <laughs> because they should understand um, what the hell is going on in women's bodies all the time and learn because obviously at school they were just taught that they were a damsel in distress okay I'm gonna calm myself down now let's loop it back to our good friend Rosa Napolitano (laughs) yeah so I think you can just tell by how passionate this conversation has become it's a book that's going to get you thinking and potentially explore different um, ways your own life could play out yeah. if and sliding doors if you ever did decide <laughs> to have children and also educate yourself on that it is a decision and it's not something that is just automatically assumed. I my recommendation or suggestion when reading the book would be to almost take each chapter as a short story and don't try to get too don't get too hung up about trying to follow each of the lives and you know f- reflecting back okay on or what what happened in this life and then okay so what does that mean for this life i would just take them as chapter at a time yeah yeah there's no yeah she does immediately bring you up speed and actually each new life starts at the exact same point like they have a discussion in the bedroom and yes. like all oh, then each life goes from that so um i thought that was really clever actually yes but i think more like okay so we're introduced to life three and then we might be taken to life five and then back to life three again so yeah. don't get too hung up about okay what was life three again yeah did she have a she child does bring you up to one? speed she does you're like yeah. quickly cotton on yeah Oh, I really hope more people read it because yeah, not enough people. Yeah, about it's Bargas. not one that I've seen really. No, being... to be fair, I hadn't really heard of it until we got the email from Harper Collins, and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I think it was on some of their summer echoes list. Yeah, actually. Yeah, and it, yeah. So please read it, guys, and then if you do, um, DM us because we'd love to hear your thoughts or tag us in your reviews or whatever. We'd love mm. to hear if you're as passionate about the book as we are. Yeah. <laughs> so much for listening if you liked this episode then please subscribe rate and leave a review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and wouldn't it be fun if you listen to it with reading buddies so much fun <laughs> so share it with them um and if you ever want a book recommendation then you can follow us on instagram at book Recos. 
thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week